0: So a couple of things there, one, uh, you know, it's nice, it's okay here, but when you get back, you um, find circumstances become difficult, um, and one thing that occurs is a certain quality of anger arises in, in, your, in your mind, and so naturally this is, you don't want that, it's disturbing, what should you do about that? Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, there's a... So i just look at that one first of all. Mm. It sounds like you get to the sense of being rather overwhelmed by all that, in one word. Um, and uh, maybe one thing that happens which you regret is sense of anger. Mm. Well, two are can be related in that anger is is like a defence mechanism that people, all creatures, experience. And so when things are getting tough, they start to get angry. It's like what happens is your anger, your body powers up, you know, gets its power to fight or fight back or defend itself. Right. So um, that's nature. Um, and doesn't necessarily mean hatred it's different from hatred so if you're feeling getting the sense of overwhelm it's quite natural well one response is that the anger helps trying to push things away so you don't get overwhelmed and the brush don't know what to do so I get Chitter loses its stability, and just oof, you know that that thing happens. No? So you need security, I guess. You need security. Find your find your security. Um, that's that should be, and it's mm, because clearly your chitter needs that some sense of security. Then you don't have the worry. You have a sense of uh, refuge security and then you don't get such overwhelming uh, swings of emotion now where do you get security from can be in sort of reducing what comes in if it's overwhelming or establishing prioritizing your own sort of groundedness and well-being so you don't get too flooded with other people's stuff or with things to do that, that those are things where you should look pay attention to look out for does that make sense I and mean, it's very brief but can that be can you interpret that into something you might be able to do you need to find some way i would suggest of of at least filtering what you know and some way of filtering what comes to you and and how at what rate when you've had enough you can't manage anymore could be uh, time boundaries after this time i switch off i'm not available or i need some space could be activity boundaries i don't do this or don't go there it could be uh, it's not taking on more than you can manage I know these things are not so easy because we're not necessarily in control of our environment here it's all controlled but outside it's pretty um, uncontrolled so it's grounding your chitta in your body soles of your feet palms of your hands That's what gives it ground. On a, on a simple, you know, not that refined. You know, aware of those parts of your body? It's mostly the face that gets all the stuff happening to it. Right? So, you come to the down into the groundedness of the body that helps to create a bit of a buffer um softening your attention so you you know often we kind of go into things too far and you just back off moderating your gaze so you get less of a full impact Hmm. you understand And you know that's what you do, really. And try to find time in the day when deliberately take refuge, um, have a shrine, sit down, deliberately take refuge, and just let the pressure off. As far as the. Um, Breathing thing goes, sensation. Something. It's the case that the breathing tends to become almost um, trackless. You can't really track it, but you may. You're experiencing something. <laughs> yeah, you're, so, uh, what's this is where it's useful to contemplate the energy of the breathing because there'll be some sense of a uh, presence, a glowing. Uh, uh um, you know something if you're looking at sensations sensations tend to die away but if you go into energy energy tends to brighten uh, so you, in a way you then you bring that into spread it around your body or, or experience of your body so it's a little fuller and uh, otherwise you know you Use investigation. So, you can, if your mind doesn't can't do that, then you start thinking, deliberate thinking, sustained thinking. You know what's happening. Is there any, uh, you know, some sense in which you're applying applying thought to uh, get a get a handle on what's going on? How does it feel? Spacious, dark, small, large, open, closed, uh, near, far. A happy, unhappy, uncertain, clear—you know—just some reference. Something's going on. If it's there, you can observe it. But if you need, need something to to be impermanent, <laughs> otherwise it's just an, a notion. This will pass. Well, yeah, that's that's an, that's true. But you're not experiencing that at the moment. So, where you know we. W- we have to say, well, what exactly is impermanent in this? So you need something to point to. How's that? Ah, well, that is subject to change. This sense of, but you need a you need an object. You need something to manifest as impermanent. If you if it's too subtle, you don't get a, anything manifesting. Unless you say, well, this this is this changing or constant or not. And if your mind is very sharp, you you can discern fluctuation Doesn't mean it's it's Kind of slightly fluctuating so you can you can maybe I'd observe that but it, it may be the case that you're at that time your Your faculties aren't sharp enough to do that. So then you withdraw to You know something you can establish where you can track track an object even if the object is space or light or uh, slight mood you know mood of the chitta or just going into awareness that, you know also can you be aware of being aware of it you're noticing and within this awareness of this there's some sense of what we're supposed to do okay you're aware of a an uncertainty so you can perhaps go to awareness but um, again, there needs to be some, some sharpness to do that, some clarity to do that. Okay, thank you. So, your sense of perhaps being oversensitive, so the responses and reactions that occur in your chitta are a little bit more than you don't feel so balanced. Right. Again, okay, now it's the earth element in the body that can be helpful. Um, space element, quality of spaciousness, where well you can experience that, so as things have room to, you know, dissolve. It's as if, it seems to me, as if your jitter is, it's on, like. You're living on the end of your nerves. Yeah, you're kind of too wired up. See what I mean? Uh, so some withdrawal is necessary. You can withdraw in, into the body, into the uh, um, the least sensitive parts of your body, <laughs> such as your back, you know, or your feet. But not not into your face or your head, and if, if particularly because energy tends to go up, and then you're just getting this slightly, you know, uh, unbalanced state. So you mm-hmm. want your attention, the energy to keep going down, and back if possible. How's your how's your back, your shoulders, down your back, pelvis, feet, so you're withdrawing from. If it's sense contact that stimulates sight, sounds, then withdrawing from that. If it's thoughts that stimulate, try to um, calm the thinking mind, so it's not bringing the things in, not bringing memories or projects or ideas in. The less there, the less stimulation occurs. Uh, and it's all there, you know, it's all there, mixture of just gentle kindness and slowing down just keep, that's keeping your wisdom faculty uh, awake, so just knowing when it's getting too strong, when to withdraw, what to check what to avoid what to change your attention to and also not not looking too too hard sometimes we've got a, a tendency to really you know you want know, to just be more like the, perhaps the open eye gaze looking into space can be helpful to to uh, lessen um, impact thank you try to think more deliberately slow your thinking down so if you whatever you're thinking about you notice you're just thinking about i don't know you know work or business or family or something then speak the thoughts to yourself slowly All right. my sister is going to have a baby next here yeah. you know the so the thoughts that you're go oh, blah, 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 speeding it you deliberately speak it to yourself in silently you know in your mind and, s- and slow it down and then you notice the thoughts pop up you contemplate the pattern of thought it arises It's, it's words arising and passing and you can slow it down and it tends to calm the emotional undercurrent of thought um, sometimes thoughts are about um project management i do this or do that and do this a to-do list you know busy thought then uh, try to think it slowly steady it and you can so that's one way you can you can challenge the thought such as all this thinking about you know what i'm doing next year I might be dead tomorrow. Um, right? So, uh huh. You know, see, so thought always assumes that it's going to tell you something important or useful or certain, but it's not certain. Uh, and it's not always useful. And uh, it's not always, certainly not always important. But uh, because thought tends to lead our lives, It gets, a lot of energy goes into it. To withdraw energy, you slow it down. To change the topic, you you challenge its topics. Um, or, Or you even deliberately think about something else. Deliberately think another topic. The Buddha is my teacher, you know. So you direct your attention to thinking about something where your mind isn't so, in its habitual Running on mode, you know. The other thing is you can use a mantra. Mantra, you know what that is, so Buddha, or Namotasa, Namotasa. So that that, in a way, blocks the habitual thought with a deliberate thought. Namotasa, Bhagavato, you know something like that, a little phrase or just, you know, one word, Buddha. Yeah, you can't think, think the two things at the same time. So, if you think the mantra deliberately and steadily, it tends to, the thinking mind has to drop its habitual thought and form around uh, the uh, deliberate thought. Most thought, interestingly enough, we can't stop it and we can't start it. <laughs> it just happens. So, if you consciously decide to think, for a moment your thinking stops because you've got to figure out what to think about (laughs) (laughs) so just at that moment um, so it's always thought takes over because something kind of just drops a little bit it means the energy is not contained so it's just it becomes um, a sign of a mind that's not contained just chats, chats away so then you contain it by something more deliberate and conscious like either deliberately determine think and then right here's what to think namo tasa namo then the sound of that, of the tasa you know stopping namo tasa namo tasa namo tasa more tasa and so that at the end of this of the words there's a brief pause now it can be that you, you know as you practice this that space gets a little bit longer yeah. which is great you yeah, know namo tasa before starts happening again you yeah. know namo tasa no more. So you know. So you just keep interrupting this um, what's called discursive thought with deliberate thought, and listening to the sound and noticing the the space before the thought and the end of the thought. And we can try that. You can place it on your breath. Also, you can do it. So you can connect it to a to a bodily experience or walking, would all. Like that, so you're you're rather than trying to eliminate thought, you you channel it in a deliberate way. Okay, I'll do this, and if this happens, I'll do this. so. You kind of get something worked out in advance. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh. So the jud judgments are generally I guess slightly negative. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite normal these these things. Uh, well the one gets sensitive on a retreat, you get sensitivity and the jitter just feels a little by phenomena, you know? And naturally the most significant phenomena for us is other people. The most one we most constantly respond to is other people that's just because we're human beings you know yeah yeah uh yeah. somebody slammed the door you get annoyed but the tree fell on the building you think oh well look at that <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't bother you too much you won't jump but that'd be it you wouldn't judge the tree <laughs> right? <laughs> interesting isn't it, what we, what we imagine when you see these shapes you, you, we kind of add all kinds of suppositions and assumptions and emotions to them and, and, and attitudes to them because that's you know, we, we, our perceptions are so loaded you know, biased in terms of other human beings Right? well certain things one can uh, practice with first of all accept this is this is the thing that happens there's nothing to feel that uh, alarmed about it's quite normal <laughs> it's quite normal nothing everything normal really <laughs> it's just the, so most of it isn't acceptable you feel guilty yeah. it's quite good at the end of the day to have this sharing metta with all beings just as a compensation, you know, like all the people I've insulted and abused <laughs> <laughs> in my mind to try, try just <laughs> so that, that's a, something you can feel when you're trying to do something about it. Uh, and the uh, jitter is sensitive, mm. Mm. Uh, and it takes a while to become more to, just to. to you know you're at that point where you recognize you know the problem really isn't other people it's your own mind right so even though you're getting irritated you realize it's actually not them really you know it's just my mind does this it's not like you're li- saying I'm living with a lot of irritating people you're saying I feel judgmental so at least you're recognizing where that is right? and the feeling how you know how unpleasant it is to have the mind doing that? Uh, you know, it's, it's disagreeable. Um, therefore, um, we come back into first of all noticing experience of judgmental noticing experience. Here it is. <coughs> uh-huh. <coughs> yeah. So there it is, and it pops Arises, passes, uh huh. And you didn't go out and shout at them, so that's good. So, you know, you begin to, to not get to create guilt around it, or more, more problems around it. And, um, can be just, just doing that, you, it begins to lose its intensity. Just, just like the sound of the crows you know there it is again they sound like that um and uh generating goodwill when you can uh, you know because you can keep saying well it annoys me but really he's he's not a bad person after all and then this just makes it more and more you end up spending all retreat just going through this process of you know <laughs> criticizing people and then trying to make it better, instead of just to let it blow out Uh, sometimes it's just the jitter wants something to do so it's an easy thing it's not that you want something to do but the jitter it's because when you feel irritation, the jitter gets stirred it likes getting stirred and if it's nothing you know positive to get stirred by right? oh, wonderful things happen today then it will say well it'll get stirred by negative things because it seems to want to get stirred up. that's where the energy moves. So it takes a while for to, to mature for the jitter to mature out of preferring a fairly more neutral state more spacious state and that's just the process of time watching the irritation arise and pass don't attribute it to anybody, don't even attribute it to yourself it's just the jitta not steady yet uh, if you can contemplate space you know, so like the space here between people, the space in this room so it's the less you're being affected by the objects within the space space here do you know what I mean? space, and of course space space doesn't mind anything space is the same it doesn't even good bad, space remains the same <laughs> <laughs> noisy, difficult, space remains the same so it's a, it's a nice uh, calming element so you try to make your when you pick up the sign of space, attend to it your mind becomes more like space. Your mind tends to take on the characteristic of what it focuses on. If you focus on the differences between people, the mind gets more picky. If you focus on something that's unified, that space element doesn't keep changing, has no particular emotional quality, your mind becomes more like that. This is piti, strong piti. If you experience some bliss and then this shaking occurs, yeah, that's called piti. Yes. Yeah. And it's uh, an energy. And it, it can be quite uh, pleasant at first, but then it starts to become unsettled. So you feel slightly unsettled and it can affect your body. So that needs to be soothed, calmed and uh, um so do you know what your mind is attending to when that begins what is your mind focusing on what is your what is your awareness occupied with when that occurs path of light Mm -hmm. um well that's uh yeah that's what generates it see these perceptions signs and images have powerful effects so we use the sign in order to bring around a certain result when we had the result we drop we let go of the sign yeah? and the mind you've done you've done what it need to do with that uh maybe it takes one out of thinking or whatever uh, then having established that don't go into the vision or the picture but into the awareness of that, and withdraw from the sign. Um, you know, let, let, let the sign fade. Um, you can do this by uh, noticing that the sign appears within within the space of the mind, rather than you know the light there that that occurs within consciousness within the consciousness so we are i am conscious of this phenomenon what is conscious it's withdrawing a lot of meditation is not particularly blissful it's just uh, it's just better than not meditating (laughs) you've got some perspective um and as your jitta takes to that those that particular uh, you know, qualities of the 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 object of the jitter becomes more happy, more pleasant. Yeah. What you're focusing on becomes more bright and happy. Um, that won't necessarily occur when you're at home. But what will occur, is possible to occur, is the sense of noticing, arising and passing, and uh, breathing and out, and just almost another way of dealing with rapture is to try to feel that the meat of your body you know, the actual materiality of it. It's as if we go into immaterial, you know, which is the lights, the immaterial, and maybe the jitter just needs a little bit of stability, which comes from the sensations of the body. But, you know, so it just gives it a little bit of an anchor. Uh, And uh, contemplate also the skillfulness, the pleasant quality of good kusala intentions, skillful intention. Now you can cultivate that at home. Mm. Like a mind of goodwill, a mind of forgiving, a mind of offering, a mind of. compassion you know. so those, again give us something to support, so we're not just here's this, here's that there's this, there's this, you know, your mind is picking up all these very um, distracting circumstances we need to find a theme for our mind to settle into so it's not just picking up the world you know. naturally, there is this world or this appearance of world so even if that's happening, how can I practice with that, with skillful intention? Such as you know, renunciation, put that down, um, uh, self respect, I'm not going to this uh, patience, bearing with it, being patient with it, and goodwill towards it. No, this You practice like this, and at the end of the day, try to clear it. So at the end of the day, maybe tonight I will die. Uh, it's a good, good cleaner. It helps to clean the mind. Thinking you're going to die tonight. So, what's important? House, not important. Mm. Job, not important. Money, not important. Future, not important. Uh, What's important? Purity now. Purity now. That's what's important. (laughs) Uh, So it helps us to strip away all the things that we adopt pick up you know things i have to do duties occupations concerns about the future just clean it away at the end of the day what's important uh, gratitude may i be well you yeah, know that's important and so if you don't die tonight then next day you can pick up what seems useful and put it down at the end of the day <laughs> if you do die tonight then you're going to go to a good place <laughs> you know I, I don't know about you but I imagine many of us get in the feeling well other people need me I could do this because they need me I can't put that down because they need me but if you die tonight they'll have to, right? they'll have to figure it out for themselves <laughs> so that's good to just drop it next day okay you can pick it up again but drop it so you travel light they have a saying if you want something done find someone who's busy because busy people are the people who think they've got to do it all (laughs) so if you if you Want something done? Don't find somebody who's not doing anything because they're going to go, Oh, really? You want something done? Why don't you go and ask her? (laughs) (laughs) That's how come they're not busy. (laughs) The busy person's going, Okay, right, yeah, okay, I'll try and do that. I'll try (laughs) and. So just think, Well, you die tonight, they'll have to. The world will have to go on without you. Well, I don't, I don't really th- think you love Sangsara. Maybe you love sense contact, you like people, you like doing stuff. Sangsara is really this kind of uh, nagging, driven state. Yeah. And sometimes we don't see Sangsara in the bubble and the, the flow of experience. It doesn't feel Sangsara, it just feels like a bit of a joyride, you know. Uh, so it has to be revealed um, renunciation uh, it can only occur when you see the limitations or the dangers or the uh, of what you're doing yeah, so it's, it goes on but does it get, it can, sometimes it can just be froth like it's a lot of stuff happening but it doesn't go anywhere useful uh, yeah. Uh, so, well, I, yeah, you know, let me just do a little bit simplification. So, and one way of looking at it is, why don't I give quality time to sixty percent of what I'm doing, and give more quality, less quantity? So you really, what you're going to do, I'm going to do this. Get into it, feel it, sense it, be with it. And if it's uh you know you try to find out if it's skillful or not and then you learn you get what's called parami paramita in tibetan i guess paramita so you approach but for paramita you have to have a conscious intention so you're not just drifting along so okay i want to this one uh, you know why why what what you what's your motivation Pronunciation is about simpli- simplification. For ha- lay people, householders, perhaps the big thing is consumerism. How much you need to consume. Buy, shop. How much is necessary um, for your welfare. Because it's a moral topic as well as a personal topic. The more we consume, where does it all come from? It comes from this planet. Sooner or later and the planet is exhausted with our greed So my contribution to the planet is just to take a little less And if I feel then that that Isn't because I'm trying to deprive myself. It's a sense of conscience I feel that's my yeah, I feel good that I'm doing that not because I feel I disapprove of my consumerism but because I more approve of respect for the shared resource of the planet, for example. So you can look at renunciation not just in terms of what you give up, but what you gain in terms of conscience and concern, clarity. Um, Perhaps it gives you more time to deepen into yourself. there is a big gain in in renunciation and one shouldn't look at it too stark or too much in terms of monastics renunciation for lay people is shop a little less buy a little less party a little less (laughs) Nibida Nibida disenchantment it's no longer really doing what it used to do. Oof. Well, that—that's what hap- it happens, or it doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, nibbida isn't something you can—you can contemplate. You know, how, what's the benefit of this, and how much energy it takes up, so that may trigger it. But nibbida is, um, uh, this sense of disenchantment is, is something that, that happens. You can't can't say now i will have it <laughs> yeah well you need it yeah grow up quick <laughs> but <laughs> i tell you the way to do it is to contemplate just how useful these these activities are if they still feel useful you won't see them as something to let go of if they feel useful and profitable and doing you good you won't w- want to relinquish them why should you uh you know, you may, as a theory, I'm a practicing Buddhist. I'm supposed to relinquish this stuff, but in terms of your chitta, doesn't want to go there. So you have to see the uh, either the uh, difficulties of it, or the dangers of it, or the addictive quality of it. You know, it's addictive, or the doesn't really go anywhere useful. If that is seen and and reflected upon, then some. Nibidan relinquishment will occur. That's, that's, you know, I mean, certainly you can think these things through, but uh, check it out, you have to get the direct experience of it. And another thing is, is getting your sense of satisfaction from your meditation, so you're getting enough of the feeling good in this, that you don't really need the other stuff so much you're feeling warm, alive, vital, creative, whatever it is in this and um, so the other other things are just not so necessary or tasty seeing things as they really are and becoming dispassionate or disenchanted including perhaps getting disenchanted with your chitta <laughs> like you know, here she is again. <laughs> Question: Experiencing some this sadness, regret over, particularly the sense of having a spiritual friend, but that relationship seems to have gone flat or sour. And uh, how to how does how does one let go of it? How does one release from that? I would say in any, most relationships, there's positive times, negative times, sometimes people just don't get on with each other or things change or fade out and there's been no, you actually contributed ill will or, you know, so it goes like that. So there are certain assumption, core basic assumptions that uh, that we carry, without really even knowing it, that um, you begin to realise they are assumptions, they're not necessarily truth. And one of the assumptions is, uh, if I'm a good person, everyone should get on with me. Not necessarily truth. Uh, you know, in a monastery, everyone should live in harmony. Not necessarily truth. Uh, uh, my mind should calm down. Not necessarily truth. I should have answers to everything. You know, there's some assumptions about the conditioned realm. It's all about the conditioned realm. So you know we have an assumption that the conditioned realm of feelings and people and events and perceptions could be stable and satisfactory that's that's the basic assumption if you just get it right it was that's not not the case uh, i don't know anybody who experiences that um, so there's a little bit of a oh dear Nostalgia for Sangsara, (laughs) It's the end of the dream, Uh, and uh, the zone. You know, the unconditioned is refuge, which is the release of the. This is how the release occurs. It's you know. So Jitta has to be steady enough, uh, have enough ground to and the wisdom has to be there established to see that that jumping into and you know trying to change things and make things better that itself isn't all useful sometimes it could be if it's clear but when it Just let it be how it is. Uh, Then there's the poignant, sad experience. Oh dear, that's natural. Let that be the way it is. Uh, So, this is, we're releasing the jitter from these assumptions of happiness, satisfaction, selfhood, permanence. These are called the vipalasas distortions imagining or assuming that substantial selfhood could be established in you know a coherent steady person could be found either in oneself or another um, that conditions could be satisfactory that things could be constant that things could be sweet You know, there's some sweet state we could get to <coughs> in the conditioned realm and so the, these are the called vipalasas of distortions and when we see it as it is without being negative certainly without being negative we're just and having the capacity to accept that yeah. uh, and that's a little bit of heartbreak because it doesn't want to accept it yeah, come on and so this is where we need to have some sense of there's but there's this there's something to rest back in so those two kind of occur same time the sense of you know there's a dispassion or disenchantment with this and there's this there is the release look what the jitter does when it finally stops twitching until the chitta kind of dissolves, really, something like that. Something has no particular position anymore. Uh, chitta seems like a thing because it takes a position. Uh, when the positions are abandoned, the chitta dissolves, and then it can do that. We're not dead or in despair or in a void. It's just the unestablished jitta the jitta is not established on something apart from awareness itself so you know keep your wisdom faculty there you're recognizing i'm aware of you know trying i'm aware of frustration i'm aware of good things aware of bad things the constant theme in this is i'm there is awareness then that that's the that's the suggestion of where to go rather than into the to the mood Understand, and it's you know a bit of coaxing and weaning to um, encourage that, and yeah, it is sad. Sometimes it's frightening. Sometimes it's a feeling of loss. Okay, can but you can be aware of that, and you stay steady. Edit, edit no one who does that has any regrets anyone who, who experiences that has no regrets they don't think oh I've lost something valuable you know, they don't say oh I wish I could get back into Sangsara again <laughs> they found something it's not just a re- I don't like that but something much more stable steady which doesn't negate their capacity to act and engage but there's no attachment to it things do come back and uh do you think they're finished and then they come back and then maybe it's bit takes a bit longer and it comes back again perhaps it's not so strong and so it just keeps coming back until it doesn't come back question does the jitta connect to other jitters um well does it ever disconnect <laughs> <laughs> just sometimes it becomes obvious you know sometimes you get strong impressions other times it's it's it's, it's not so strong jitter is not a, a, an isolated entity it's not a, a lump it's an energy so everything that it's contacts in some way comes into it's sphere parents particularly Um, so people you feel either just by birth alone there's a connection association is a connection strong inclination, strong mental and and emotional inclination is a connection so that but as to who the, what's connected to what, you know, it's not like, you know, people are connected to, you know, lumps of meat are connected to other lumps of meat in other countries, you know. It's di- we're looking at a different realm than the sense realm. Where the sense realm, this stops here and that starts there, they're completely separate, right? That's sense consciousness. When you come into the realm of mind consciousness, then Oh, it's, it's a different different reality so we're often affected by events that happened long ago affected by people who are not here yeah. uh, on, a, on a physical level um, whether you can get messages from them whether those are just what your jitta is imagining you never really know but um if your chitter picks it up and it seems wholesome, then it's worthwhile following it. If your jitta says it's time to, you know, make an offering on behalf of my fet parents, then it's a good thing to do. Or if my chitter says your parents are uh, feel satisfied with you, they're happy with you, that's a good thing to remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whether, whether somebody's vacated their seat because they got some sense of the jitters telling me to move or not, I don't know. Maybe it's just good luck. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So it can be you know it's it's so we're not really separate. We look separate, but uh, uh, on subtle on levels not of sense consciousness, but uh, on the level of particularly the mind consciousness has quite a few levels, you know, from ordinary thinking level to subtle levels, there's many levels of, of mind consciousness you know, so what like the Brahma Loka and Deva Loka are subtle, subtle levels of mind so those you know, we're not so familiar with it because this isn't, this isn't normal reality we talk about and work in we don't, we're not so clear about that, but you know you do get Senses and impressions of uh, from where's that coming from? So if it feels wholesome and skillful and appropriate, and your jitter feels, ah, yeah, that's good. Then that's not a bad thing to pay attention to. When one's jitter is not Feeling comfortable, it just stays in that. And if you just even say someone, Oh, I'm really feeling this, and they go, Oh, yeah, okay, oh, oh," then you're connected. And that really helps, gives the chitter some sense of friendship. And that means the problem then becomes less intense. Everybody loses their parents, don't they? Everybody feels they made a mistake somewhere. You know, maybe we've made a mistake with people we really love. That's not unusual. Um, So if we talk about it and they go, yeah, 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 hmm, right. right, okay," you know, just be what that just helps, even if it's not directly solving it, it gives the emotion a chance to spread and and it spreads. It's no longer so bound up. Oh, yeah, I feel released. So what, this is what friends are for. This is what friends are for. You can't, you can't practice for realization without friends, spiritual friends. Buddha said this is one of the two, four essential things, four essential things you need for, for um, correct practice. Hear the right teaching, pay careful attention, have spiritual friends, practice in accordance with what's taught so those are the four so you know, when we are in our dukkha and we know it's dukkha and we realize we don't want to be in it but we can't find a way out of it then it's the time to contact spiritual friends (laughs) it's not nothing, you know, it's not the One shouldn't feel ashamed of that. Because it's also, um, realize that it's good to feel that you can be friend, you know, it's good to feel that one is a friend to people in need. You know, somebody's in distress and it's good to feel, well, I'm listening, I'm concerned for your welfare. You know, that feels good, right? It's not a burden. It's not a nuisance. (laughs) It's a sense of. This is what friendship's about. Right? Mm. We. uh, Because. People are not disconnected. If you feel disconnected, this is. It's kind of near near a hell realm (laughs) for a human being. I don't know what it is, but it's it's certainly desolate because uh, it's not the nature of Chitta is not to be disconnected. It just doesn't can't stand it. So the connection could be you know just even recollecting, or but you've got to feel the presence, either through recollection or contact or sitting with oh you know there's there's that so that just helps the jitter to all right i'm not just out here on my own so that difficult things become manageable so you know when you have a dream where you feel a happy or fortunate connection to your to your parents this is wonderful this is great because when there's death that's when we get a sense of disconnection Yeah, suddenly he's gone. And then oh oh, 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 no You know, because because we're not disconnected, we're not separate. So when someone's body passes away, naturally there's a sense of some shock and we need to establish connection again because we feel moment for a moment we feel like we're cut off. Yeah. And what you don't want to do is just sit there you know kind of in your own stuff (laughs) something's happening you don't know what it is what are you supposed to do with it is that correct (laughs) is it pleasant or unpleasant wow i don't know (laughs) It's unpleasant. You probably want to get away from it. <laughs> now, investigation. Ask it. What it? Question it. Investigate it. What does it feel like? Big, small, near, far, pressure, space, absence, loss, uh, exciting, disappointing, anything that gives you a, a way of connecting to it. And otherwise, just say, "What's really happening is my sense of doubt." I don't know what it is. That's doubt, uncertainty. So you know that. Hmm. If it's if it's if it seems a big concern, otherwise, just put it to one side. If it's if it seems to be significant, they need to attend to it with investigation and inquiry. jitter is not self jitter is not self it means it's not bound up in that body so it's not it doesn't end at the end of your body it doesn't end at the end of your thoughts it's something that's has you know and recognize that the experience of jitter is itself is conditioned by people we know things that have happened so it's it's not a, it's not hasn't got a boundary And the more you practice, the more you begin to reach areas of the jitter that are not in your normal sense of who you are. Sort of non-self experiences that are not within your normal frame of reference, as this is what I am. Uh, So strange experiences, seemingly paranormal, visions, imaginations, um, these can all occur. And uh, you know, we we obviously we affect each other and influence each other. Just on a very down-to-earth level, um, we're constantly our chitters are constantly you know affecting each other, moderating each other. This is how come we can learn? You know, you can pick up something from another jitter and feel strengthened by that. You know. uh, this is what is directly discernible other things we can just begin to recognize when experiences that we can't explain happen mm. then this, you think, yeah, just as jitter is connected in this sense, perhaps it's also connected or affected you know, by phenomena that I can't necessarily place on this sensory plane mm. And essentially, if it's kusala, follow it, it's our kusala. put it aside, it leads to the end of suffering, go for it. <laughs> when your mind becomes more calm and less reactive, you can remember a, uh, a topic that feels difficult, and because now you're in a good position to you know, inquire into it and see where the real problem is you know where where the jitter reacts um, because you know it's when when we're in reactivity we're often not particularly clear we're just bouncing so when your mind is relatively calm and clear you can address introduce some of these things what actually does that feel like you know hmm. what are the where's the sense of where i feel involved with that my my jitter feels attached to that and it's not it doesn't have to be when the mind becomes calm is it a wise strategy then to uh, pause on that and recollect something that's problematic that i know is a problematic tendency or a problem in my life and bring it to to that into that state where the mind is clear and, and calm yeah. and in the state of clear and calm then also just acknowledge awareness of that awareness of that if you can this deeper tension you know, this particular scenario, this particular event you know, where's the where's the where's the self in it where's the dukkha in it where's the real gist of the dukkha where's the real bit that's getting me you know Um, wanting something to be the way i want it to be or not wanting something to happen that does happen or expecting something or relying upon something that can't be reliable or um Expecting something of myself that I can't manage to do, you know. So, th- so this is um, just notice where the jitter is making an assumption that isn't true. You know, like we expect reliability in things that aren't reliable, or we expect more of ourselves than we can manage to bring forth. And perhaps we just have to readjust our expectations and uh, perspectives. It's a good chance to uh, kind of shift one's lifestyle, one's relationships, just need a little bit more, you know, cool on that one or. Uh, let people know what I'm doing on that one because people assume a certain thing and I'll say, I'm sorry, I can't do that. You know, <laughs> I'm not here for that. I can do this much and no more if you feel overwhelmed. So, witnessing a pattern of obsessive ordering things trying to, in order to feel secure, uh, this is control. Uh, and uh, this is why we need to. to Find another place of security internal. Otherwise you're really busy and frustrated. Trying to straighten out the ocean, you know, flatten the ocean. (laughs) You know, you can (laughs) fizzy for a long, long time doing that one. (laughs) You go to the beach, I like to sweep all the sand off the beach. and we can see it sometimes but then you notice it's an obsession well if it's an obsession something is needed and what is needed you put one word on it security so you don't find it there but you need to find it (laughs) and uh, find it where it's more readily available in in your internally you could say The word refuge, you see, that's quite a meaningful word. Yeah, we take refuge in the Triple Gem because we need we need security. Refuge. It's not a, not a small word. It means what it says. the knowing the awareness of chitta is, is that's that's where you're getting something more constant it's the basic property of chitta all the manifestations of moods and feelings and subtle senses they're all changing and flexing isn't it the case how does it seem to you go there and check it out <laughs> i don't want to spoil the adventure If it's in it, it can't be permanent. Permanent or impermanent. So if it is any kind of object, subtle, uh, confidence, ease, that must change. this release you can't grasp it <laughs> mm. Okay, this jitters having getting a bit tired so <laughs> needs to take a break. <laughs>